Yo guys, it's Cobb from the Be Easy Podcast. Can't wait for you to listen to this session. This is with my boy Colin. Colin and I met each other at a yearly annual golf tournament. We became fast friends because we both love music, flower, and good times. Colin just recently made the jump into the music world to become a tour manager for a Charlotte-based reggae rock band named Of Good Nature. We hear everything of good nature, everything reggae rock, and we really get grooving. Let's hit it. Welcome to the Be Easy Podcast, brought to you by your hosts, Colin Abby O'Brien and Brendan Schuff. So sit back, relax, and be easy. So I think... Two things. I want to talk because it is right after Weekend War, which I think is like super funny that it happened that way. We were shuffled we're just talking about it. So I saw a pop up on my timeline from, uh, I think it was two years ago or something. It was like yesterday. I think it popped up and it's like, oh yeah, that would have been this weekend or last weekend. She kept asking me about it. Abby always asked like, isn't it Weekend War? Isn't it coming? Isn't it coming? I thought they'd reschedule it or something. I don't know. I think once it happened, it just was like assumed that it was gone. I've started to look forward to that weekend. <laughs> That's good. Every weekend for you as much as it is for him. Yeah, right. Right. Vacation. Yeah. Honestly, I forgot last weekend that 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 it was weekend war until today. I uh, just because we were just, it's just been so crazy. Yeah. I emailed uh, Brody probably a month ago. I was like, hey, like I'm just assuming this is all canceled because there's no way if, like 40 of us are going to be able to gather and do this. But right. Have you heard? Is there any possibility for a fall version? Because that would be dope. I would like that. Just can't can't be uh, affecting the Shuff Classic. Oh, Shuff's tournament. <laughs> yeah, which is my tournament. This is a one day though. Actually, year after my first year at the War. Um, that was when you started that one. Yeah, that was the first year we did the Classic. Shuff, I feel like it's a bad date this year. For when me, it was. I couldn't make it. I don't think this year again. When is it? It's August something. I think August it's Steph's wedding. Twenty nine. Going to Denver. Oh, we're in Seattle that week. Uh, Seattle. Carl, that's two years in a row. You might have to let Arnie out. August 30th. August 30th. Yeah, we're in Seattle, yo. We got a shore house for the week. Yeah, we do. We're excited. But Colin, you here's... change the date every year, so it's never He does the change the date every year. Well, so it's your weekend before, like the same. <laughs> weekend before Labor Day. Right. It's what you wanted to do? Yeah, it's, what I, it's usually what I've been picking. All right. Well, it's not going to work. That's the sad thing. I just learned this is breaking news right now. This is a little, uh, a little bum. Minus call for keys. Colin, we might need to bring, get you to drive up here. You, <laughs> our second, no, you'd be our furthest uh, participant. Today. So far, yeah. So we're we're on session six, I think it is, right? So the one thing that me and Shuff and Abby have in common is music um, and marijuana and <laughs> kind of positive energy. Um and, and that's kind of what we're trying to do is talk about that kind of stuff. But then when it, we started thinking about the music, I was like, well, I know who I'm going to ask to come on the show right away. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we usually bond on music and we sure. too. So it was yeah. like in my head, I was like, this is the perfect guy to have come on, you know? And like, we're talking about our passions too. Like me and Chef for sure, we'll talk about golf a little bit and stuff like that. But I think what we wanted to ask is to start off. So what, what would you call the genre? We've been talking about it for like a week or so. Yeah. And I, I, I'm definitely, I feel like we're not as hardcore. I've listened to some different stuff lately. I've been getting into the dead, like a, a lot. Me and Chef are both heavy into Grateful Dead. Abby's always been into, I'm going to say like the reggae rock scene or jam band scene. 
she's a big OAR fan, like a like you know yeah. massive OAR fan. And uh, but what do you what do you like identify it as? Is it reggae rock or? Yeah, and that's you know I joke with friends who I know through this, you know, who follow the music, you know, like still has not been one consistent definition. I think the most common one is reggae rock. Right. Um, I mean, I've heard Cali reggae, um, but I, I usually kind of say reggae, uh, reggae rock, and you can include fusion because a lot of it is, I mean, it's really the perfect description of it all because it's fusing so many different elements and, you know, it's, it's so, it's like reggae is a big umbrella and then you have so many of the subdivisions that and they all merged together. And it's crazy. I was looking at that today and I didn't realize until I think I started like really like looking into it, how much jazz has an aspect of it too. Uh, and like yeah. Abby loves the horns in like the jam band OAR. That's like her main thing. And I think we, we put on a song, you know, and, and again, so of good nature is obviously the band you were planning on working with at some point, but we put on a song the other day. And as soon as the horns hit in, she was like, I fucking I love, love this. I love this it. Is awesome. I, love it. I, I think it was uh, be, be the day. Okay. Exactly of like yeah. revolution and why I fell in love with them uh, yeah. was when I first went and saw them live at the festival pier, and it was just the horns, yeah. the trumpet, and the sax. When they started going on stage, I was like, "What am I? <laughs> where am I at right now?" It just yeah. brings it all together. What do you think was your first? Who got you started in it, Colin? Is it like your first band that you would say that was like put you on your way to that? Um, I mean, I guess it could go all the way back to 311. I mean, they kind of had a reggae rock, you know, back in the day. Um, and then of course evolved over time. Um, you know, Ballyhoo has some of those influences. Uh, they have a lot of punk influences as well, but they definitely have a lot of that reggae rock stuff. Um, they've become one of my favorite bands. I've known those guys for a while. Uh, it's hard to else pins. I was actually, I did know of Iration back in 2011. Yeah, when we love them. Like Time Bomb came out. Um, the exp uh, I just fell in love with that album. Um, the Expendables was another good yeah. one like from back in the day. I didn't really follow Pepper a whole lot. I knew a lot of fans that, friends that did. Um, it's just... They were in Philly a lot. Yeah, and they certainly have a, you know, had a huge influence. Um, same thing with Stupid, you know, like, yeah. you know, I didn't get into a lot of their, like, deep cuts. I knew all, a lot of their popular songs and singles. Um, but really, for me, it wasn't until the last three years or so that I kind of dove into all this and, you know, just kind of recaptured music or rediscovered music and uh, went on the whole musical journey. Yeah, Probably it's not kind of wild. At times with, uh, with my divorce and separations. So. <laughs> <laughs> and being a single single dad at that point, you know, free time, free mind, you know. Sure. Trying to, find your, trying to find yourself again. Good vibes, good energy. I, I was introduced totally. to reggae when I went to Jamaica. Right. <laughs> you know, you land in Jamaica and they just blare Bob Marley for weeks, the whole time yeah. you're there, constant. Right. And yeah. then I got home and someone introduced me to Revolution in college, my friend Connor. And I think it was just always our summer jam. Like, Carl, even when you and I go to All Inclusives, or oh, that's all we listen to. Or wherever we are, it's like Revolution. put on well, reggae and we just jam out. Once summer and hits, fun. like once the weather flips, we are an all reggae station and we just go off songs like my favorite thing to do is to build the radios like off the songs yeah. so like i'll pick my favorite song out of like that and then try to build stations and then like keep them going and going and going but yeah i mean i got into it from abby and i mean I, i've always kind of been into that kind of music but like when me and her started talking early on and she was listening to oar and revolution and I, I started listening to a lot of reb and it just took off and i mean i feel like now i'm like 
deep into the lifestyle of just like, I love the idea of like the families and everybody like being together. I think it's probably a lot of the dead stuff I watch. And my dad was kind of into the dead. So I've kind of latched on to that. But now like I'm listening to other stuff and seeing the same things tie together, like with fish. And then now I think, I I think the reggae rock to me is like a similar situation. It's a bunch of people that have one idea and then it goes all back towards the music. But are you like meeting crazy different kinds of people out there? Like, because I feel like we're all dreamers. Like we want to be on the road like you. And you're like one of the ones that crossed over. And I like, I can't wait. I kind of want to hear a couple like different people you've met or like different things that have happened since you've been on. I know I'm like tracking you online being like on all these (laughs) crazy shows. And it's like, you know, I I feel like we have the time, but we don't (laughs) like we're, you know, it's so cool that you like just went ahead and did it's awesome yeah um i mean i've really only been on like i think i've done a grand total of eight shows on the road you know i did three shows with up good nature in january and um then i did one more with them in their hometown then i did a four show run with um as bumping uglies as a merch guy with pacifier and joey harkham and oh, i love pacifier i yeah. like them yeah, what's the song i love the um i listened to it for like a three weeks straight yeah good nature what's what's your role for them on the um road? right now i'm tour manager so um i kind of it's like a project manager for tour stuff you know you run all the logistics a lot of the planning coordination of efforts and things um you know you take all the responsibilities away from the band so all they have to do is just play the sh- you know show up play the show um you coordinate with the venue in terms of uh time for load-ins and time for um practice schedules or the the warm-ups and stuff rehearsals and then you know make sure the guys are all coordinated and planning the road and travel and uh, stuff like that and you know taking care of the payments and all that kind of stuff so i mean it's it really is like a project manager for a tour um right that's a lot that's a lot i had done merch for them um and then it kind of transitioned into this because that's i'd have more of an interest in doing this kind of management role than just doing merch which is fun and i had i had a blast doing it and got to meet and interact with so many different people and just socialize the whole time while listening to music right. great yeah. um but i really got into the business aspect of it where the you know tour manager has a little bit more involved with that and you know i'd love to take it further and even do possibly band management some at some point um you know i've been recently turned 40 with a five-year-old i don't want to be on the road for five months out of the year if i can help it it's it's a great time and i've had like i definitely would do a year or so on the road to kind of learn the ropes because right. i really have only made this jump in the last four or five months it's you know so I, reached crazy. Up, I reached out to up good nature in december about their little mini road trip in january i had done merch for them one show locally last july and that kind of opened my eyes and i just like i felt at home like they pitched it out to their fan group and said, Hey, like we just need somebody to do merch for this one thing. I said, all right, I'll try it. And I felt at home, like this is what I need to do. And so I started exploring things and thinking about it. And just every show I went to after that, I started introducing myself to the bands because most of them are smaller shows. So they actually hang out by the merch tables after the show. So I just, you know, I had no problem just walking right up and saying, Hey, I'm Colin. If I didn't already know them before, it's like, just introduce myself, start talking to them, just, you know, networking in a way, just getting to know people. And I was was able to you know learn some stuff for some good people some friends who gave me some information and tips and just kind of decided to see what i could do with it and, and after that run with up nature and how good it was in january i really kind of was like all right maybe i can try to make this transition that's wow. wild that's so wild 
that's dope. Yeah, that's- I mean, they're, they're no joke. I, I don't, I mean, I don't, within the genre, I think they fold right in. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. it's like anything different, but I feel like you're right. That type of music and those type of shows, the bands are always like so fucking chill. Like yeah. what was the one? I mean, we've been at shows where you get pictures with the band after yeah. on the pre-show, like, yeah. and, and, and everybody's always so cool. And like, they're, they're definitely down to talk and like say whatever. And I feel like it's, it's interesting that they ask their fans to like help them because again, it's like that family feel. And, no, and, and you know what I mean? Like the fans, the core fans feel like they're part of the situation. And it's sure. so much fun. You love merch. That oh my could God, like I be love your merch. new career. Carl, you Carl would be your best Every person. show we go to, yeah. Carl has to buy a hat. Carl I'm had a shirt. Yeah. Every I'm a time. Shirt yeah. Yeah. Carl is face, literally deal. every show. But like, Colin, like, what, what tour were you guys going? Like, were you going about to go on tour? Or were you yeah. on tour? when all this like stuff went down um actually the guys because of the timing everything from when i got offered the tour manager position and um i had to put my notice in at work and take care of a couple things i was supposed to go to vegas for 311 day but i scrapped that to actually try to finish up at work and they started the tour they did three shows on the tour and i was gonna end up meeting up with them like a week into the tour in florida and um but it was on the expendables winter blackout tour that they do every year so it was the Expendables, Bumpin' Uglies, Up to Nature, and then um, Article Sound System was the other band. Yeah, I don't know if I know who they are. Yeah, that was going to be a, a great tour. It's going to be five to six weeks long. No, I was um, looking at the schedule. I know they, it went all over the place, including, uh, I think, you we, was it Ardmore? Yep. Music Hall. Have you ever been there, man? No, I haven't. Oh my god, that's our local venue. Yeah, we love it there. That's like our spot. Yeah, there's a super dope brewery across the street. Yeah, what's the brewery across the street? It's Tired Hands. Tired Hands. Yeah, they love that spot. And then, um, yeah, there's a local, like a semi-local dead cover band who, they're so good. They're so good. Splinter Sunlight. Yeah, they they've been around for a while. Their lead singer looks like an Asian Jerry Garcia. Yeah. Like got the beard and everything, but he's like this real old Asian dude. It's he just like lays in and and they hang out. They, they, cool. they play like for hours and they do a lot. They're like always there. But that venue has like grown and grown and grown and been something and reverted and been. But it's always yeah. been like music. And now they do like they even do like children's concerts there. Like it's like the music place in the community. Yeah, it's um, a really cool spot. It's a well, yeah, it's a great spot. They have a lot of history. Like. They have like flags in the rafters of, you know, all the different kinds of bands that used to play there. Ardmore is actually, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but it's actually a pretty popping music spot. Bruce Springsteen's played in Ardmore. I've heard of it okay. a lot. Like I see it on tour yeah. schedules all, quite often. So it's a good venue. I was, I, was bummed. Venue. I was pretty bummed when I saw it on the schedule and I was looking through it and I'm like, yeah, that would have been really dope. Because I know, I know one thing's for sure. Carl would 100% would have been like, yo guys. <laughs> Collins, like with this band, yeah. stuff you would love them. Let's go there tomorrow night. Like while we're at the golf course, he'd be telling us that. 100%. <laughs> and we would have all ended up at that show. I think what was it? It was in July or August. It was going to be. Um, yeah. Oh, this. Well, they originally was going to be scheduled around then, but the original show like date was. I think late March. Oh, okay. Oh, in Ardmore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I saw the revised schedule, I guess, because yeah, it looked like a few weeks ago. They reannounced a, few, a handful of shows. Um, like we didn't really like officially do it, but some of the, some of the venues kind of just put it. Yeah, up it was there. it up and down, right? Yeah. 
Like not every show was listed. And, um, and even then I, I, you know, was kind of holding out hope that some shows, cause some things have been opening up and that, you know, I, we have a Excel spreadsheet, like a tour schedule that we use with our booking agent. And it's got a list of all the, you know, confirms the holds possibles, right. and like, you know, location dates who we're playing with and stuff. And, um, it was kind of green for, it was green for most of July and into August. And then, uh, uh went and looked at it yesterday and it flipped to all red, uh, and it's basically uh-huh. So I mean, yeah, it, through through the mid August, basically. That's what I think is going to happen. I, I unfortunately, I feel like the summer's a wash, which sucks because the tour, like in our area, looked good in general. Like we had a lot of good bands that were coming back, and I love the Man Shuff. Like the Man is my favorite band. Yeah, well, I'm pretty bummed. We we lost. Uh, you're probably not familiar, but it's it's called Festival Pier. Oh yeah, right down on the water. Pier. We lost that venue. It's called. We lost that venue last summer. Was yeah. the summer without it? They sold it to New York companies. Going to put a bunch of condominiums there on the waterfront. Yeah. But like we have seen a lot of shows. The best location for our area to watch like reggae rock. Didn't they have like sand at festival? Sand? Yeah, they had like the sand in the back. They yeah. had like a VIP section. It was just down on the water in the in the city. Like you're in the city, but you're not. And like when you went there for these shows like Revolution and the Movement, you got pulled. You were in Philly, but you were not in Philly. Like yeah, yeah for sure. Somewhere else. It was like so dope yeah we had the best tailgating lot and it was free and these guys would come (laughs) over and try to like get money out of you and pretend they don't trick you and it's like this empty warehouse lot and there's plenty of dumpsters to pee behind and areas around there for sure yeah (laughs) what was this what's the scene like down there and you're you're virginia right yeah yeah i'm in northern northern virginia i'm about an hour or so west of dc okay okay so what's like the popping venues down there for for like live shows like is it like stadium wise i feel like we don't go to a lot of stadiums what's our outdoor one the can can we lost you like a big outdoor yeah we've got uh jiffy lube live is a is the big amphitheater that's out here or big pavilion um, you know the ones that yeah like bigger summer tours will will go to that place there's uh, there's a lot of indoor places in DC um, they have more of the bigger indoor places uh, a spot called the Anthem holds I think a little over 2,000 DC a little bit right I've been to the 930 club yeah yeah 930 club's a popular one it's been around forever um, they've revamped a lot of a lot of places down in DC and uh, a couple places um, Anthem and Union Stage have both opened in the last like three or four years and uh, Anthem is that holds like 2,000, 2,500. So that's a kind cool. of a bigger indoor venue. And then like Union Stage, where, where I go to a lot of shows, I was probably there four or five times at least last year. They have about 450. So it's just, you know, there's different size venues in the area, but there's a pretty good selection of, of spots to of go Different to. places to go, I, yeah. I have a question for you, Colin. Is, yeah. Where is Of Good Nature from? And do they have like a base of fans in certain markets or how's that work? Yeah, they're from Charlotte. Um, okay. So okay. They're all kind of one of their drummer, David, is runs it from Buffalo, but um, he lives in Charlotte and they're all, you know, the rest of them all grew up and are from the Charlotte area. Um, they have, of course, starting from there, your fan base kind of is regional because right. um, that's where you tour when you're first starting off and you build your fan bases. And But they do have a good base. Uh, the Southeast, they do pretty well just because of that. You know, the Mid-Atlantic is good too. Have more fans on the East Coast, I'd say, than the West Coast. Than the West, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's just a typical thing for bands because it's so expensive to go cross country like you know you really got to be on a good support tour like we're going to do with the expendables or um you know it's it's good to book your own stuff too but it's you know it ends up getting more costly because you spend that much more time away but yeah it's also a way to grow your 
grow your band too. So yeah. is the West Coast you think like not better, but does the do more bands get picked up? You think from the West Coast than the East Coast for this kind of music right now? Um, I think the weird as it sounds, like the climate, temperature, like you know, I'm not kidding. Like, That's why I was asking. Like Legit. Florida, Cali, yeah. San Diego, LA, that yeah, kind of like it's a big like LA, San Diego thing. But like uh, the movement, they're from like what south carolina um i think so yeah well, south um, carolina and philadelphia actually two of their members were from philadelphia i don't know if they're related or not but then they moved down to south carolina and they um, met in college or something Sean? and i guess yeah that's how awesome. did you how did you get into to um of good nature was it like through um, something else or did you catch them opening for somebody i catch them opening for bumping uglies in february okay. of last year and i went down to richmond and i've known you know been a big fan of the bumping uglies and my buddy i went to go visit it. Um, he's known the lead singer Brandon for a long time. So cool. I figured I'd be a good show to go, you know, hang out with my buddy and catch a show. And Of Good Nature opened. I hadn't even heard of him, but we all watched it. I was like, wow, these guys killed it. Like, the, they got know, an interesting sound. Um, yeah. The singer's and, tight, man. I like him. Sounds like they have a trumpet, right? And a sax. Like, they got it all. Trump, uh, it's just a trombone. Um, trombone. But it's, is that what it is? Yeah, just a trombone. But it's it, it's a oh. cool sound, and they put on a really fun live show. And that's what everybody has said after the first time they've seen them. Like all the shows have been to, people are like, "Wow, like hadn't heard of you guys, but you killed it on stage." It's just so much of a fun show. Which all these bands is really how they really get fans. Like when you see them live, yeah, you know that's where you really feel the music and get into the experience of it. And so I became yeah. a fan and started listening to them. And then a month later they played up here in dc and i went to that show just by myself just like all right well and it was just them and some local small openers like all right this is even better because right. they're headlining and it's a super small spot so um i you know went and chatted them up talked to them for a little bit a little bit got to know them a little bit and then june they played a festival i went to called the weekend at wolfie's and that was actually the bump and uglies festival and cool. uh, i was new bedford pennsylvania fort royal farm area okay and uh pittsburgh um no no, it's kind of I think just north of the Cumberland area, so it's mm. kind of it's, it's southwest, it's south. Yeah, southwest. it's west of you. It's not yeah. yeah, not as close to the north. Yeah, yeah. So I saw him at Wolfie's and went and said what's up to him again because at that point, like I was just still saying like you know what's up to everybody, and I thought they were right. guys. And yeah, um, so I went and said hi to him. They kind of remembered me, and then it was a month later in July they were playing here with Pacifier. They posted out to the fan group and said, hey, we're looking for somebody to run merch for us for one night. Is anybody interested? So I have a friend that's done merch for some local bands, and he's always had fun with it. So I said, "All right, I'll give it a shot. Why not?" Yeah, that's a mess. They said, they "Have said, you ever yeah, done it before, Shuffer, Abby? Have you guys ever done merch before?" No. no, but I want to, and this is also making me miss concerts so <laughs> I much. Know. I know it really is. Me and Sean, my buddy Sean, I think you know Sean, the little guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> We, weekend, we, weekend war champion. I love hearing yeah. that. Love him. Yeah. We call him Biz. It's Biz. He likes Biz. it. Everyone thinks it's yeah, funny. Yeah. 2018 only, war champ. Is. Yeah. About. The only experience I have with merch and following someone was with Biz. And we followed Matt Nathanson for like three or four shows, like through Boston. And Sean has been to like a hundred something Matt Nathanson shows. When, when I was in college, Sean was dating this chick from home and like that was their jam. Go to these shows and whatever. But I remember him talking like they would do merch at the tables. And he's like, dude, it's so freaking cool. He's like, you're meeting all these people. Everybody's hanging out. Afterwards, you're in the back, you know, and everybody's coming up and asking you questions and whatever. And I think I did it with him one time when he was at the point in Ardmore. 
which is why I remember like Ardmore so much. And it's like so fucking awesome to be like part of the situation that's going on or like part of the band. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I feel like it makes the show even that much better. Even though like you're not there, you're like getting this different show high. But I agree with you, Abby. I'm missing shows like fucking crazy. But I know there's a lot of like live streaming happening right now. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's going to continue. And I was saying to these guys the other day, I wonder if there's going to be like this mini scene of serious outdoor live viewing part. Like yeah. even if the band can't be there, like <laughs> I, because I, I, I keep saying to them, like maybe we'll go in the backyard and get like 10 or 15 people and we'll just put a live cast like up on the, like a blanket or something. So it looks big to everybody. Cause I don't think concerts of mass proportion inside, yeah. you know, that's like, I'm wondering what your thought, like, how do we think, I don't know how that's going to roll out. Well, I think inside, yeah, it's going to change a little bit maybe. Yeah. But. I think uh, from what I've seen i would have to say that pretty much anything inside any club small venue bar show is not going to happen until sometime probably late fall at this point unfortunately yeah. I, I really don't know at, at the timing just what i've seen going through august and even then the fest the two festivals that we were set to play in august uh were both canceled um we have one and the end of september that i'm really hoping stays on because that's with the movement collie buds fortunate youth uh, Turp Town Throwdown in Massachusetts, and it's, cool. that was rescheduled in June. <laughs> what is that? What September we're free. We are yeah. free. Uh, it's called the Turp Town Throwdown, and uh, yeah, it's it's Little Stranger and Cash Stout are both on that bill too. It's a the, the bill is stacked, uh, so I'm, I'm I'm really hoping that stuff is. I could see the fall. Time. I could definitely see the fall as the comeback, and and yeah. we skip the summer, and then you know uh, again, hopefully this something comes up and this thing's fucking gone, That's or cured, or whatever. Uh, you know, best case scenario but i've been seeing some crazy good live streams lately there there have been some bands that that have killed i've been watching a bunch and it's uh i think every band is not without some kind of technical issue at some point but yeah right uh it, but some bands have definitely killed it and they, the production value is there and I, to your point before i think in some ways that will continue you know if uh the band is not touring for a little while like if they realize i like, stay home well yeah and i've known some bands there's you know so ballyhoo for example they put on a show a couple weeks ago and they played their album daydreams in full plus like a whole nother set list that's cool and you know so they're the and they did the production value is awesome and they have a really diehard fan base like and it's fan supported especially among merch yeah they had dedicated or a, a show specific shirt with the album cover that they played on there and then the set list on the back and they sold 500 some odd shirts at like 30 bucks a piece wow so even if you take you know a little bit out for what they paid for each shirt they still made a killing and then they extended they had everybody taking donations or giving donations yeah they made a killing on that one show like i I've talked to some people who had some information and even just do the math on just the shirts alone, that's going to be around 15 grand. You know, you could do like a run, like you could yeah. record, you know, I can't be that much to record like a live session concert. I used to always love seeing the guys in studio yeah. record like what their process was or like full live set or like, you know, the band would be like, all right, we're in our practice garage and we throw a camera yeah. up in the corner. Like we're going to just 
see us go at it raw for like two hours. I would pay to see some bands do that. Yeah. For sure. so, so Colin, so like I work in the event industry and we're kind of dealing with the same struggles right now. Sure. Finding ways to get people involved in stuff when they're in complete different locations. So I'm really interested to see if there's like, there's gotta be some really cool ways to, to keep it like sustainable and get people really immersed in these virtual in- environments or like even hybrid environments. Like I could see a scenario where if you're going around and setting up like a few locations in the area where you can have smaller gatherings and you have like an a, an intimate look at a like a, at a concert and you're playing they're actually playing somewhere else yeah you're talking about virtual like it's not events. virtual it's like no it's not virtual but it's creating these environments where it's like one of a kind and like you have to be there to be a part of it so even if you're watching them on a live stream you have to be in one of these locations that like they set up oh i get what you're saying like you're pe- that, like i Like people are going to have to adapt if these restrictions are going to be that crazy indoor and you have to come up with these really crazy wild ideas to get audiences feeling that they have to experience this. They have to be a part of it. Everything online and on demand. So yeah, um, so I'll share with you one, one thing that has been talked about has been uh, drive-through concerts, Uh, taking a place like a drive-through movie, drive up movie theater and drive in, not drive-through, drive in and yeah. taking a place like that it's got a huge parking lot that's a really um, good idea dude. set up a stage and the band can play whether it's broadcast through speakers or through hooked up through your car speakers the tricky part is going to be enforcing any kind of social distancing and minimizing of groups so like if you had then every car park every other spot you could have three or four or five people in a car and just sit outside and tailgate and kind of hang out. I do know one band, actually the Bumpin' Uglies, are in the process or probably going to announce a drive-in concert soon. Um, Tropodelic, a band from Ohio, is looking at doing the same thing. They're just trying to see if people are interested, but they put it out there to the fan group and asked if people would come to this. And of course, everybody wants to, but yeah. um, they're trying to, they said that the venue would have it set up with, you know, between concessions and for bathrooms, and they would have ways to. Um, truly enforce the social distancing. So to your point, Jeff, I think, I mean, people are getting creative to try to, you know, it's a combination of both the live streams as well as trying to start working ways back into some kind of live music. Yeah, like you gotta like getting people cool. like to like you gotta connect with it, you know. Yeah. Abby like, loves that because she grew up in a town where they actually had drive-in movies, so she's I like she's that. like visioning. I'm yeah, like, you too, Shop. Yeah, you actually grew you up in a town. Trunk, trunk. You hang out. out in the country. You have drive-in movies. It's the best. Yeah, and you can even do it at any kind of um, really like um, even bigger concert venues that just yeah, open that have a really huge parking lot where they can have people around to enforce. So you think about an amusement park, the same kind of a thing, like wide open parking lots and mm-hmm. you know that do you want to see the show well if you think about it if you're parked far away is it a whole lot different than going to a concert at a um like a football stadium for a really big right. artist and you're up in the yeah. three or four hundred level you're not seeing shit down there they're right. tiny people like we sit on the lawn anyway yeah we're lawn people we're lawn <laughs> yeah. people you know i feel like they can come up with inventive waves maybe you have to eventually there's probably going to be venues that adapt to this like where the yeah. stage is in the middle and you yeah. can people all around it. And the, and the uh, elevation is like, there's tiers of it. Like people, if it really becomes a thing, like there's going to be areas, especially out West where it's nice often throughout the year. 
where they create these venues that can. That yeah, can so now you're now you're getting crazy, Chef. We're getting to another level because now you're talking about like the architecture of time changing because of the way that we're going to go to venues, which I'm not disagreeing with you. Like and weather, but but it could be yeah. No, she and weather. Yeah. I mean, I, this you now you're getting us on this like weird tangent. I'm thinking like global warming and like weird. Sh- well, I mean, but we I don't disagree, Chef. I could see. I could see them changing venues to being like that because you, and this is like stupid, but you always see in future movies, like how high the venues are because there's more people. But think about if you like expanded them, you could have more space between people doing it that way. Yeah. Well, it would be different levels where people stand. Right. But then we're talking about like, which level's better. And again, now you're taking me off a weird tangent, but no, the, the face of the music industry for concerts will definitely change through this. For sure. Yeah. And, and hopefully it's also for the better and, and yeah. on, the, on the back end of things where it comes down to a lot of the promotions and the ticket, the ticketing agents and stuff is, yeah. I mean, rightfully so, Ticketmaster and Live Nation, the two behemoths have come under a lot of fire for their policies because as soon as all these shows started getting canceled, they started like having people, well, my show's canceled. I want a refund. And it's like, well, it might get rescheduled. And if it's rescheduled, well, you can't get your money back. You have to, this show is rescheduled for next year. So you right. can go next year. It's like, well, now I have two sco- two shows that were two months apart this year. They're now on the same day next year. So when I spent $200, say, on these two shows, I should not be forced to have to keep these tickets. And yeah. They came under a lot of fire. And, and recently what Live Nation has started doing is they're offering 150% credit Okay. good towards future purchases now that's which, really cool if you think about it because if you if everybody were to accept refunds for every canceled show from live nation how much money are they losing a shit yeah. ton Done. that 150 percent credit is a loan in a way to keep your money we're going to give you 50 percent more to to keep your money for the next year and a half yeah two years yeah. they give you the use of credit I spent nearly $800 on four tickets for 311 and Incubus. So that one wow. purchase alone would have gotten me nearly $400. It's going to have like $1,100 possibly through Live Nation. That's like, kind of wild. It's Untick. a nice idea, but Untick. I also look at now like how many more tickets am I, you know, if I'm going to be in the music industry, not that I'm not going to be buying it. Just no, look, I get that 1100 back. <laughs> but I'm like, I'd rather take the 800 that I spent on the tickets and take it now than just have them keep my money for a whole nother year. No, that makes sense. So I'm they've a- changed their policy some, and there anything that's been canceled and or even rescheduled for next year. They're offering people, and whether it's the ticket agents or the venues, um, they're because the, the bands I think are also really putting the foot down. It's like, look, like we're as the band, we're saying this because our fans are going to be pissed, and we want them to understand. Dead gave all their money back, Shuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, did Dead give all the money back? I never purchased tickets. Oh, you didn't get them? Yeah, they definitely. Um, uh, but they definitely did because they 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 made a point of it. But um, yeah. so did Live Nation now come out and say that in like stuff in StubHub? I haven't been paying attention, but did they come out and say they'll give refunds? Yeah, those, like so when I got the notice for three eleven and Incubus, they said you can take a full refund and it'll process in a few weeks, or you can do the one hundred fifty percent credit. Okay, so I just had it happen. Hold on, this is a judgment free zone. I was going to see Chris Stapleton this summer. No one's judging you. You can go see Chris Stapleton with a colleague from work. I don't even know who that is, to be honest with you. 
He's it's a huge okay. country. He's a country guy. He's all right. He yeah. plays good. He's good. He's a good crossover guy. He does some fun. Yeah. yeah. No hate for Staples. This is the tree of trust, Abby. You know That's this. what I said. Judgment free. So I'm sure. I'm grabbing a beer. You tell the story. Well, I just got an email this week from Live Nation, and basically they said it's been rescheduled for exactly one year later. It's the same exact day, just 2021. And I have the option to get a full refund in the next 30 days if I clicked on a link. If not, my tickets just transfer. Yeah. So I'm rolling the dice. I have no idea what I'll be doing July 31st, 2021, but let's go. Yeah, and that's totally cool. And, and honestly, like, if I knew 311 and Incubus were going to be touring again next year, I might have held on to the tickets. But, you know, some of these, like, Red, you know, their tour with the Green and a couple of others, they did already announce rescheduled they dates for oh, they rescheduled next year. It. Yeah, yeah, they've announced a bunch of rescheduled dates, mm-hmm. and they're working on announcing others. So they've said the same thing, Abby. It's like, you can get the refund, you can have your ticket rollover, or you can take that other credit that Live Nation is Rev was supposed to be here this summer. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, I, man. Not, I couldn't go that year but yeah i'm a i'm a season ticket holder to the 76ers and they didn't answer any like they didn't know answers up until recently and then they they were pushing a credit but offered the refund if they offered yeah. a percentage additional in credit i probably would have taken it but with the unknowns right now i took the refund because i i, I actually there was 10 regular season games and i had sold already five of them so i owed Oh wow! More than face value on a few of those games, uh, including nice. like the the Rockets and the Bucks. You know, I wanted to take that credit and and kind of clear that out. It is kind of crazy what's happening in sports too now. Yeah, but it's also like a ripple effect. So if everybody yeah. takes their credit, then I mean the 76ers have a little bit more money than a lot of artists. But it's uh, it's still it's it's the same. It, yeah, no, it well, hurts it, everybody in yeah. in, in, in every way. Yeah, it's wild. You it's know, wild. So. I, I again. I hope it subsides. You know, fashionably soon. Sorrento Therapeutics. <laughs> it feels well. Let me. It, so we're in like a code red for sure. Like we're not in a good area, and it's not like terribly bad. I'm, but like our we're in Montgomery County within Pennsylvania, and it's like the the most infected county in PA is. Um, but we just talked to somebody in Denver last week, and theirs is like. Nothing's going on. She's like, uh, I was like, she's like, I went to the chiropractor. I went to Taco Bell. She's telling us all the places she's gone. And I'm looking at the, they're like, she's like, oh, there's the ice cream, man. Yeah. I'm like, is he wearing a mask? He gloves. And she went over and looked. She's like, no, she's not wearing a mask. Like, what's it like where you're at right now, Kyle? It's, uh, it's okay. I mean, it's, I, I don't think we have it too bad. I'm pretty much out in suburbia, you know, a lot of just, development stuff i mean i are um like homes basically like i i'm wearing a mask when i go to the grocery store but i'm yeah uh you know we're we're on a lockdown our governor has started to open things back up for the state but northern virginia is a total different beast than the rest of the state in terms of the population i mean I think the kind of three big counties out here have probably close to the same population as 75% of the rest of the state. I mean, there's wow. a million, there's a million people in Fairfax County alone. So it's, it's a, uh, we're not at the uh, uh, standards that the governor of Virginia wanted to meet. Like the rest of the state might be, or even the state as a whole is an average, but Northern Virginia is very separate from all that. And so are the leaders from the counties um, sent a petition to the governor and say, Hey, we want to be exempt for this to keep things 
on lockdown a little bit longer and not enter phase one of reopening. So wow. uh, here in Northern Virginia, we're a little bit behind the rest of the state, which I don't, don't care a whole lot because for me, really, it's at this point, it's all or nothing. Um, like it's it, for what I would want to be doing and the things that I would go out and do. Yeah, it'd be nice to eat at a restaurant, but if I can, it's okay. I can do takeout or do yeah. other things, but, you know, Guess in the end, it really comes down to them opening it up for concerts and other big events. That's, <laughs> right. you know, other, other than that, I'm still going to be at home for a yeah, while. you're still and, doing the same know, thing. It doesn't change a whole lot for me otherwise. You know, phase one, two, and three. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, again, it'd be nice to be able to go out to a bar or restaurant. But and I, your family's I, I close by, too, right? Other things. Sorry? Is your family close by, too? or um, They're fairly close. My sister is about half an hour or so. My mom and okay. um, my mom and dad live in Annapolis, Maryland. They're um, probably, that's about an hour and a half or so, yeah. depending on traffic. Nice. I love being home. I'm not <laughs> mad about it. I'm going to be sad when it's over. I mean, yes, am I a little cooped up, but. I think it's, it's nice. been. Uh, <laughs> It's we were so busy before we were. No, I'm hanging out. I mean, again, I'm enjoying the time home in our area. It's definitely like basically all that happens that's different instead of like having house parties, we have one person stop by in the backyard on the weekend and drink a beer six foot away from us. Yeah, but I'm golfing. I mean, me and Shuff are golfing now. Our club's back open, um, so we're playing. Just had our Abby's teaching yoga, she goes, she's the only person that goes to the studio, so it's like no one else goes there besides her right now so that's been like clean so yeah it hasn't been um too bad so you know we get to kind of do our favorite things except go to concerts and abby's been furloughed but it's not like a bad furlough because of what they've done to to help people um which is why i think sometimes we feel guilty but (laughs) i mean we're kind of over it now what do you do i mean yeah yeah i mean it's uh yeah we wouldn't do stuff like this, is what I said, and this is fucking fun. Like I'm enjoying. For it. Sure, um, there was a, a a song that came out recently um, by a couple artists I follow, and talking about the times that we were going through and everything. And one of the lines was, um, you know, it was I mean, I'm I'm going to butcher it, but it was basically talking about how we're complaining about being on lockdown, but we've never felt so together. Like we feel so apart, but we've never felt so together. Like, you know, people yeah. are so much more in contact with each other now because so we true. feel like we have no other opportunities to. So people are purposely doing these Zoom video calls and, and video chats and stuff with, with yeah. groups live. It's, um, it's work. It's got like, because we took human contact for granted. Yeah. For like, sure. oh, I get to see someone every day or, oh, I'm going to talk to people every day. A hundred percent. I mean, we have a, we have a weekly Friday poker game with all the guys from our club. Right. Yeah. Um, Which we, would never have happened before ever. Never would have done. Everyone's so busy traveling, golfing these crazy places. Yeah. We're doing whatever though with your families and stuff. And now like everyone's getting that time like kind of back it's 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 definitely crazy and i i wonder how it will change things moving forward but i i don't think it's necessarily bad you know for everyone well hopefully if we bounce back you know it should be solid you know it should be solid so in virginia is marijuana recreational and legal or is it only in washington dc no, um, nothing he is says no. legal in Virginia. Nothing's legal in Virginia. I thought D.C., though. D.C., but DC I was there no. last year for a bachelorette party, and I was able to buy an edible. Right. I was able to at buy... At a store, though, at a store, right? At a store, and I was, mind you, I was wearing a pink wig, and I did not look like my license. I, I didn't think you were allowed to do it in stores in D.C. Well, let's hear it. So D.C. has funky laws. Um, they don't have dispensaries. It's yeah. illegal to buy and sell marijuana in D.C., but... 
what you can do is you can buy or sell like a little action figure, a t-shirt, a cookie That's or something, right, dude. a song, weed as a gift. Didn't you buy a poem? Like I'll sing a song for you. Yeah. Um, you, you have to have a different trans. The transaction has to be for it's something. So silly. It's I so remember silly. this. I don't remember that, but you I, told me the story. I was in an yeah, Uber in DC last summer, a little banged up, and the Uber driver was like, "Yeah, and when you could buy weed here," and I was like, "Stop this Uber! Take me to the closest store I can go." And I bought like one hundred and forty dollars worth of sour gummy bears and just gave them out to twelve girls at a bachelorette party. And, oh know? my god! But Virginia is like locked down, right? Um, they're starting to come around on it. Um, I mean, I think it's still going to be, I, I mean, like most states at this point, I'm sure there's bills that are being trying to be passed through different parts of the state government. Um, yeah, I don't know, honestly, where in the process or steps that all that is or what the deals are. Um, I know nothing has been fully approved. Um, you know, Do between- they offer medical in Virginia though? They have to, right? No, no they no. don't. There's nothing. I mean, I can get Virginia CBD. Strict. Yeah, I can get CBD. Oh, I didn't know that. You can't get, I, can't get weed. Maryland does have um, medicinal in Maryland. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not many on the East Coast, Carl, still. I feel yeah. like now I feel spoiled since Abby got her card. Like, I feel like <laughs> yes, a spoiled yeah, child. Yeah. In Pennsylvania? Yeah. Medical. And actually, so you want to hear a crazy story they about opened that? It, they opened it up, the regulations, like a lot more yeah. in the last like three months, where like I think they put anxiety. So, like, mm-hmm. anybody. Abby got it because she had a back injury from a car yeah. accident. Yeah. ADD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. I mean, that's me. You know, yeah. It, but, a, so we were through. We went through a drive-through. We went through a drive-through, a, a, a dispensary drive-through. Yeah, that's he pretty. Came awesome. up to us. He Busted. asked us what we wanted. We told him. We waited. We paid the money. They gave us a bag, and we drove out. I was there today. <laughs> it's so mind blowing to me. Buying um, buying legal weed is the best thing ever. <laughs> it's the best. It's, and if one good thing comes out of the pandemic, staying in my car in a weed dispensary drive-through, I'll do that all day. Every day. <laughs> I don't have to go anywhere. Well, instead of like, instead of her like going like, "Hey, he's here. I'm going to go to the alley. I'll be back in a few." <laughs> yeah. Like a couple of years ago, Abby used to get like she would get in a car and ride around with a dude, and it was like <sighs> weird. It's just so know? crazy how fast it can. Yeah. Like, what's uh, that like on the road? Can I ask that? <laughs> Uh, what like you know smoking or like actually yeah smoking? like is the band like into that do people do that yeah. before they go on stage um, are they doing it on stage uh i mean it all depends on the band but uh i mean our my guys definitely are, are all of them are, are definitely into it um most There's a genre for it <laughs> yeah, i mean a lot of the other bands that i know like various members are and there's certainly some that that aren't um but it's it's around it's a known thing it happens all the time um, you know, there's a funny story actually. There's a band called Fortunate Youth, and one of their songs is called Burn One, and it's just yeah. about smoking weed. And every time when they play that song, it's one of their fan favorites, and they play it most shows. They always bring out joints, blunts, or something on stage, or passing it around. There's like six or seven members of them, and this is 2018, I think, 2018 or 2019. And I was at a show in Maryland, and they're playing, and I brought a couple of pre rolled joints. Like, okay, like, it's going to happen. Like, you know, they'll, they'll smoke. It's a smoking show. And um, and it's an indoor venue. But uh, so they start playing Burn One, and they're on stage, like, smoking up fat joints and blunts. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, like, 
I'm going to light a joint. Security guy comes over to me and is like, just like basically smacking it out of my ah. hand. He's like, put it out. I'm like, dude, like, they're on the <laughs> gate. They're right freaking there, man. Like, come on. Like, and people around me are smoking. I mean, sometimes there's, you know, if there's ever a snagged, there's, there's always, there's always one. Guy. Being the tall guy in a group of people, like I'm kind of obvious is what I'm doing. <laughs> Must have really. I like, me. yeah, I kneel down. I don't think yeah. So, so Colin's actually Keith about Keith's height. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we're always bringing shit to shows, and usually I have to. Oh, Abby puts it. I put it in my bra. Well, now, and yeah. for, so the last show I went to with Biz, I, we went to Dead and Co. at at the at Camden, and we just put our things right in the in the drop. Well, the, like where, where the, the box, pen. like where where they pass yeah. it through. Like we yeah, had the dumb yeah. pens, you like know. The metal yeah. oh, yeah. We had like the fake throwaways and we dropped them in and they didn't say a, a word. I yeah. have such a hard time watching like re- reggae wa- rock indoors. Like Me I too. Yeah. It's, Any so, concert indoors. That's why I'm so unless bummed. I'm in a small uh, venue. I'm so like, bummed that Festival Pier is gone. Like I was telling Carl and Abby yeah. a while ago when we were there to see Revolution once, they used to do this thing where the lead singer would would they'd smoke this uh frisbee. Bowl, and then they toss it out into the crowd. And the one year I just looked up and just snagged it. You have it? Yeah. I think I you lost it. that earlier. In the crane fire, I ended up like throwing it out. Oh my God. Shuff's house like, lit on fire a couple years ago. It was like a used, I mean, yeah, it wasn't, it ended up being okay, but it, you know, wow. we had to move out. But your house was still on fire. Bowl, like it, smelled, it was a frisbee that smelled like old weed. You know, it had to go. It had to go. But it was cool to have for a little while. So what do you think? So so are you back at a? Re- you're you're doing something for work now? Yeah, um, as as shitty of timing as everything was, uh, there are some silver linings to that, and that fact that um, I was able to rescind my resignation notice at my job. They wow, completely understood. They knew what I was going to go do. I told them, and mm-hmm. uh, so they completely understood. Um, it's a smaller company. It's a family kind of company my dad works there i've been there for 12 years so it's you know they weren't going to be assholes about it right um, that's cool. and originally i said i was going to stay for like another month which would i think i put it at that point would have been like mid-april you know but i thinking and you know very much hoping that things might have been over pretty quickly <laughs> um so i'm just kind of hanging on doing this for now and so i am i am thankful that i've been able to keep income health insurance and stuff just in case i've i need it um if everything had happened two weeks later uh, you've been on the road you've been in the middle of the road on tour and wow. come home i mean maybe i would have been able to work something out with my company but i who knows at that point. So I was thinking that today, like think about people that were a on vacation, B on like their honeymoon or C like in another country. They're, they're, no, no, they're like check, stuck check, there now. Right. Check out this story. I heard this Let's guy, this guy in Canada, uh, a sailor. So he went out on a sailing trip. Like he always does for the, for just like fun. This time his wife didn't join him, but so he was Got out it. on like the tip of Africa and I guess he could barely get messages from her. And stuff started like going down with the pandemic, but like he, he came back two days ago and just found out like that the entire world, oh, all of it See, that yeah. is fucking wild. Just out yeah. at sea, just sailing for months. That's crazy. By a, that's fucking nuts. There can't be that many people like that, but that's fucking nuts. No. Could you imagine that? Like, no, I could not. I would like, yeah, it just Barstool just reported it like a couple of days ago. It was hilarious. 
Of course they did. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'll tell you what. One thing we can't we can't forget to talk about before you go. Um, and I know ask a question. Well, no, not that. Not even that. But like, our, go ahead. Our session for this won't be released for quite a few weeks after. Oh yeah, good call, Sean. But uh, I'm pretty sure you know you guys are have your boys are having a release like a new album this week, right? Yeah, Friday. Friday. Nice. We'll definitely be jamming. I, this weekend. But they did, there was one song that was released prior, right? We've had uh, three singles three. so far. So we had um, You Were Just Here, Fade, and New World. And Fade, the to new album is called Everything Turns Gold. And um, it'll be out uh, Friday, uh, so it's at the 22nd. Um, are, are people still making music videos to go with their track? Um, not really. Yeah. Uh, more often than not, what happens? Uh, some some bands do. Uh, it's certainly not like an MTV thing back in the day video, and a lot of bands do lyric videos instead. Yeah, somebody to kind of do some cool art, and then they'll do the lyric videos as a as a fun thing. Uh, it's just it's a lot of it is just the money that goes into shooting a music video. Yeah, it's so expensive. Bring a whole lot in. It's it, yeah, you know, it's for certain more TRL. MTV doesn't have TRL. Then you know it's not as important. Yeah. Abby's claiming no more fame Daly. being on TRL once. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty wild releasing an album in the middle of all this. Well, I was going to ask: Are they going to do a stream? Are they going to? Are they? Well, number one, are they living together? And number two, are they going to do like a live performance of the album in full? Um, first one is, uh, no, they don't live together. They're all separate, uh, separate spots, uh, just in Charlotte. Um, they are planning on doing a live stream on the 28th, I think Ooh. it might be a Thursday. Um, I know that there, it's going to, it's kind of going to be a stripped down, um, half acoustic stuff. I've seen him do some of the acoustic by himself, yeah. the lead singer guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they did a live stream back in March, kind of right after everything hit and they, it was, uh, under a pergola and it's also, there's some pictures on that they've had, um, from that live stream and there's, it's the four of them sitting under pergola and they're probably going to do the similar kind of a setup for that, but, um, it's not going to be at a, at a, you know, venue or anything, but they're still going to do a live stream to kind of uh, do some support for the uh, new album and stuff. How does it work now for like the release of an album? Like, are you like, someone's not like clicking the download button into Spotify, like, and letting it go. Like, is there a process that when you're like solidified in a certain way in some of these platforms? Yeah. So when you got your album, you can work through distributors. You can, you can also do it yourself. Um, but you can basically set you submit it to Spotify for for their gathering, and usually got to do it a couple of weeks in advance. Um, which most bands, it's fine because you get those final mixes and everything well in advance, and then you you plan it. But uh, say so you basically just submit it to them, um, and then it goes onto their uh, to their catalog. Um, you can submit it to all the different music services, depending on the level of band. You know, if you're with a label or something, if you've got them to to do the publishing and pushing for that for you. Um, this case, they're doing it on their own. Um, their last album they did through Ineffable Music, which is probably the big reggae rock um, publisher or producer. Um, they've done. They do a lot. Like they do. I think they do a lot of the Reb and like uh um iration slightly stupid yeah. that kind of stuff um nice. but uh this one they're doing through themselves so they kind of have managed it on their own is it so i mean is that like a lot of extra work to do that other portion of it or not entirely 
Some, um, a little bit. You just kind of have to be on your on top of your deadlines to make right. sure you're submitting it to them in time for their um, for their uploading. Because you also what's what's big now are playlists, and you right. want to submit the songs for you know for their playlists to get onto like the new release radars, um, to get on all that all the different playlists like that they would make, and because that's just people use the playlist so much, and it just creates. Well, it's like AdWords now. Like this song sounds like, or yeah. people who like this song like. So yeah. where, where's the live stream going to happen? So where? Yeah, like on Facebook. Uh, yeah, it'll oh, yeah. probably be on, on on Facebook. I don't know if they'll do a, a Instagram on YouTube. Um, yeah, we love YouTube. I think YouTube and Nugs are my favorite live stream platforms. Yeah. Instagram Live, I feel like, has been although. I think Spotify is going to jump in the game because they just started, in that shop. They're releasing a few podcasts in video like coming up soon. And then Joe Rogan just announced yesterday that he's exclusively streaming on Spotify by the end of the year. So all of That's this kind of crazy pulled from YouTube, pulled from uh, Facebook, pulled from everywhere and wow. only be on Spotify. But that's wow. Joe Rogan. He can do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, YouTube is, is really big. I mean, I, a lot of bands are doing kind of both um, with, with live streams. A lot of them have done both Facebook Live and YouTube. Um, yeah, which I like that. I feel yeah, like. yeah, I mean, Facebook, they're, and they're each okay. You know, if they, I mean, Facebook Live, I have, I use all my, like, my Xbox for, like, my Netflix, my Hulu, yeah. Disney Plus, and all that stuff. And there's a Facebook Live app on the Xbox. Same. So, yeah, we have one on our TV. Yeah, yeah. So I can just use that instead of having to use my phone, and which is nice to be able to have it on the TV through an app. Um, yeah, that's know. like easily accessible because it sucks if you're like trying to get something up or like it's cutting on your phone or it works great on your phone but not on the TV. And yeah, YouTube is is there's a lot of new recent push for YouTube and uh, for and with bands and getting. Not just music on there, but because um, now they're also getting paid for streams on there, and I think that's within the last couple of years. Oh, that's why. Oh, really? And it's it's and it's just another avenue for for people to get involved. Wait, so you can and, listen and, to and it gets away from Facebook because so many people, and that's the one thing that so many people are getting away from Facebook who don't have accounts. If you do Facebook only, you're eliminating people yeah. who who don't have Facebook accounts, even if it's made public you still kind of need a Facebook. Account. You don't have the app. You don't have Facebook live. Yeah. But you can stream audio only on YouTube now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, they have, uh, I think music, have, right? Yeah. You can do YouTube music and, and you I mean, you have to, and that's like the song distributors, you know, you, when you upload the song for whether it's a single or an album, um, it ends up going, you can have the option through the distributor to upload it through YouTube as well. Right. Wow. Interesting. That's it's getting it's that that whole world is going to expand like crazy. Oh, for sure. Well, Spotify opening video up too. They just it's going to expand that whole group of all them. That's you know. Wild. Yep. Video, all right, we got. Video. I got one more question. Go. And try to wrap this thing up because we're coming up to the hour, and yeah. we could talk for a million hours. And it sounds like we'll probably have you back. Especially sure. going to want to hear from you when definitely going to have you when you're on tour. We're that's what I was saying when he's on tour because that's dope. Even if it's, it's just him on an iPhone, I think it would be going to happen again. But um. So this is a question we ask every guest just for fun. We think it's a fun question to ask. Um, don't overthink it. What was your last Amazon package delivery? My last Amazon package delivery? Yeah. Um, I think it was a baseball glove for my daughter's birthday. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, that's a good one. That's because he boom, came right to his head. I love but I, it. Dude, we, 
so awesome coming on. I really yeah. appreciate it. Good luck to the band. I think yeah. we have three new fans, obviously. Yeah. We listen yeah. to preparation. Their tunes are great. You know, um, yeah, man, at least I'm, I'm friends with Carl. I'll add you guys on Facebook, too. or you know, Yeah, yeah, definitely add them. We're on Insta and the book. Well, yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, well, keep in the post and follow the band, like, you know, of Ganesha. They'll, they'll all announce that stuff, and I'll always end up re-announcing it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good for stuff. sure. It's been a blast. Thank you guys for having me. It's uh, it's, it's been yeah. Great. We got to get a quick picture. I think though. So. Fun to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. We always got to do a picture at the end, but you know this is fun. We're so grateful you joined us for today's episode. Please go ahead and leave us a review here on the podcast. And if you love our content, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Be Easy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so go ahead and drop us a note, even over email, beeasypodpod at gmail.com. Maybe you'll join us for a future episode. So until next time, friends, be easy.